Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 109, Why All or Nothing Doesn't Work. Well, hello there, everybody. How are you? It is a cold and rainy Tuesday here today in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and it's all good. (laughs) I am so thankful that I recently bought an indoor spin bike. No, it's not the Peloton. It's an Echelon. (laughs) It's an Echelon, and it's amazing. And if you guys know me well, you know that I shop at Costco. And it's like my favorite place to go. (laughs) You can buy everything at Costco that you could ever need. Clothing, exercise equipment, um, flooring, faucets, food, toys, Christmas decorations, you name it, Costco has it. And I love my local Costco. Shout out to the one in Durham in North Carolina. They have the best staff who have been around for years. And I feel like I'm going home every time I go to my local Costco. And my friends joke, like, I stop by the Starbucks and I get a drive through Starbucks coffee and I have like a 30-minute drive by myself that I just absolutely love and I'll call my people and drink my coffee and then I go to Costco and I <laughs> roll around my giant cart and get all my weekly things. We buy all of our food from Costco. Um, you really don't need to go anywhere else, everybody. <laughs> so anyway, I have been thinking about a spin bike because I've turned into such a big baby in the weather. In the wintertime, I grew up in the Midwest outside of Chicago in Northwest Indiana. And since I've lived in the West Coast in California and Seattle, Washington, and then now I live in North Carolina, I haven't had to deal with winters in a really long time since I was in college. So I am kind of a baby. So I am so glad that I have this bike that I can jump on to a on-demand or live spin class and get my workout on. And that's what I did this morning. And it was so awesome as I looked outside the window and it was sort of like sleety, rainy, cold, and windy. And I was very thankful for my spin bike. What else is going on? Ooh, there's been some news. I was interviewed by the Chicago Tribune a couple weeks ago about how to stay focused and stay committed to doing dry January while all the crazy is happening with um, the Capitol riots and the inauguration and COVID and all those things. So that was super cool because, you know, that's where I grew up. I grew up outside of Chicago. Chicago was like the big city newspaper. So I will link up the article that I was interviewed for in the show notes. Click through and read that. It was super cool. They also interviewed a couple other coaches on their ideas and perspective, and that was fun to read as well. And what else is going on? I was a guest on Corinne Crabtree's Losing 100 Pounds with Corinne's podcast. That was last week's episode. If you guys have not listened to that, I highly, highly recommend that you do. It was fun to be a guest and for somebody to ask me questions about over drinking and losing weight and to talk to an expert in the field. She's definitely a mentor. She has a huge um, membership where she helps women lose a significant amount of weight. So you should check her out as well. 
All right, so this week's topic I want to talk to you all about is this idea of all or nothing, okay? So many of our my clients have this belief, lots of it, lots of these beliefs that they have are because of how our society has told us to believe when it comes to alcohol, but it's basically like all or nothing. Either you can drink or you can't drink. There's no in between, right? And so a lot of my clients come to me with these belief systems that they may not even know that they have, right? So like I help women stop over drinking. I don't say you should moderate. I don't say you should quit. I help you find the exact relationship with alcohol that you want to have, not have to have. So a lot of times in the sober movement or in the stop drinking movement, you know, we're told that we can't drink. We're told that we have no power over alcohol, that we'll never be able to moderate and that we don't have these off switches and blah, 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 right? That might be true for some people. What I have found though, in most of the people that I coach, including myself who had a significant overdrinking problem for 20 plus years, I didn't know how to, to not overdrink, okay? Like I when I started drinking, I overdrank. Like it was partying in college and binging, binging on the weekends and you know, that just sort of evolved into my professional life and, you know, whining and dining clients and traveling and having an expense account and going to sales meetings. Like it was all kind of like go big or go home, <laughs> you know? And so I didn't know how to do that either. And so, but if I would have listened to this idea that I was an alcoholic or I didn't have an off switch or um, I'll never be able to moderate, I wouldn't have gotten here today. I didn't believe that that was me. I didn't believe that I couldn't not moderate. I just, I just, I just, there's something inside of me knew that that wasn't the solution for me to pursue. So I didn't, and I pursued life coaching that helped me establish the exact relationship with alcohol that I wanted to have. And now my relationship with alcohol is one that um, looks like me not drinking right now. And I don't say I'm not going to drink again. Um, I just don't worry about it. I don't want it. I don't think about it. I literally have no desire to drink. But if the idea ever does pop in my head, like, ooh, it'd be fun to drink, or ooh, I could celebrate with some champagne or something, I really think about it. I have a very solid commitment, almost like a marriage to this commitment, that I don't make in-the-moment decisions to drink anymore. So no matter what, like, you know, if the idea comes that I want to have a drink, I know that I have this boundary for myself that I'll plan for it ahead of time. So I'll decide, you know, that I'll write it out. I'll really think about it and make that decision, but it won't happen the same day that I think of it. Does that make sense? So I have that boundary for myself, but I don't, I don't, I mean, and that boundary has saved, has led to me not drinking for almost three years. (laughs) just that one boundary. I don't say I'm never going to do it again. I just say I don't make in the moment decisions and I really evaluate why I want to do it. Okay. And from that place and working on my desire and changing the way I'm thinking about things has led me to a bunch of other things that we don't need to get into right now, but having a healthy lifestyle, all that has led to me not drinking in almost three years. So What I want to talk to you about today is this idea about all or nothing, deciding that you needed to quit and making like these firm in the ground decisions or deciding that you're going to be a moderate drinker. And what I want you to know is that you don't need to make these forever type decisions. This is what I teach. Now, other people teach different things, but if you resonate with what I teach and you like what I teach and you're following along or if you're a client, just decide to listen to one teacher on this topic. 
you know, some people say quitting is the only way that because that was their lived experience. Okay. And that's really only thing that I have to go off of here. I don't drink, but I also don't say I'll never drink again or that I can't drink or that it's dangerous for me to drink. I don't believe that at all. Okay. I like to feel like I'm in control. And when I think I can't drink, I want to rebel against that majorly. (laughs) I'm like, well, let me just show you that I can drink. Right. So I don't like to say that about myself and most of my clients don't either. Okay. So I want you all to just take a deep breath. Take the pressure off yourselves. If you find yourself feeling like you need to decide what your forever relationship with alcohol looks like, just take a pause. Take a breath. Hang out with me during this podcast and listen to what I have to say here because I want to demonstrate how this idea or putting these types of this types of pressure on yourself is going to not serve you. It's going to help you drink more <laughs> or not address some of the underlying issues that you want to look at. Okay. You don't have to decide you have. And then I feel like this is pretty consistent with other people and, you know, the traditional sort of recovery programs like AA teach as well. You just need to decide today what you're doing. That's really the only thing you need to worry about is today, right? So if you have not planned to drink, if you're one of my clients, if you have not planned to drink today, then you don't drink. And it really is as simple as that. You don't need to think too much down the line about what that relationship looks like, okay? Because it really doesn't matter. Your thoughts tend to go to the worry, the confusion, the doubt, um, worst case scenarios, like what are my friends going to think? I'm going to lose all my friends. My Everybody in my family drinks. What are they going to think if I don't drink anymore? How is my life going to be changing? My identity is going to change. All of that stuff in the future that you worry about if you decide to drastically change your relationship with alcohol and all of those thoughts just make you feel bad. It makes you feel worried or doubtful or confused and all of those feelings will just drive you to kind of stay stuck. You're not making decisions. You're probably going to continue drinking more than you want to and you don't move forward in any direction. Okay. So one of my clients actually posted in, I have a a six month coaching program. You've heard me talk about it before. Part of that coaching support is I provide written coaching support to my members in a Facebook group. And, um, one of my clients posted just recently about their needing to make this type of decision. Okay. And basically her thought was, You need to decide right now if you are drinking at all or if you are only drinking occasionally. So I'm just going to repeat that thought again. In her mind, this is what she shared. She wrote, you need to decide right now if you are not drinking at all or if you are only drinking occasionally. Okay, so this is the thought that she had. And with this thought that she had about making this decision, whether she was going to drink occasionally or if she was not going to drink in the future, it caused her to feel this pressure and to feel frustrated with herself that she didn't know. And then guess what happened? <laughs> she buffered her feelings. She didn't follow her drink plans. She's ruminating. She's uh, reeling on this decision and she stays stuck. Okay. So that thought caused her to feel this pressure and this frustration. And I'm guessing most of you feel the same way too. We think that it's all or nothing. We think I have to make this type of black and white decision 
or I'm going to declare myself as a moderate drinker and I'm going to declare myself as somebody who doesn't drink and what exactly that looks like. And then we put this pressure on ourselves to do that and it doesn't feel good. It's not driving the right actions that we need to take to get to that place where we want to be. Okay, and this is a perfect example of how this all or nothing thinking does not work. We're used to living in these little boxes in our minds, right? So if you think about a simple construct of like how people should behave, right? So like most of us were raised and and our parents taught us things like, oh, when you go to somebody's house and they offer you food, you eat whatever they serve you. You say thank you. You're polite. You, you know, help you clean up. This is how you are as a guest, right? So that's one very small example of this box, this sort of construct of behavior that we're taught as children to behave like when we're kids. And then we adopt these types of beliefs um, as adults. And then it shows up as an adult is like somebody will come to our house and they'll be like, no, I don't want that. Or, or like if we have kids, other kids will come to our house and they don't act, they don't have good manners. They're just like really picky. They won't eat what they're serving you. And then you've got all these thoughts like when you go to people's houses, you should eat what they're offering you. You should say please and thank you. You should be offering to clean up, right? These are these mental constructs, these belief systems. They're like little, I like to picture them as little cardboard boxes in our brain. And it's very black or white, right? There's no um, in-between scenario that lands with us because that's not what we were taught to believe, okay? And it's the same thing with alcohol. We are taught to believe that alcoholics don't have an off switch, that you're, you're not able to moderate, that if you can't control how much you're drinking, you have a disease. All of these are little mental cardboard boxes in your brain and it's unless you get coaching and unless you're aware of that type of stuff, you don't see it. Like it's just these obstacles in our brain that we don't see unless you have somebody like myself or, you know, a therapist or something like that to show them to you. Okay. And this is a very common example of this sort of mental block, this mental box that I see very commonly. We aren't open to seeing it or thinking about it in a different way. So we pigeonhole ourselves into thinking, I got to decide what this looks like. And I want to offer to you that there are different ways to think about it and what you want your relationship with alcohol to be like that you probably haven't considered before. Okay. There's, there's more than two options, (laughs) right? Like there really is more than two options than quitting and saying you're sober or learning how to moderate or being an overdrinker. Okay, like you can have whatever relationship with alcohol you want. Like if you could pick that relationship, what does that look like in your brain? Don't be scared of it. Okay, now I'm not offering to people that have, you know, been sober and followed along, you know, to traditional recovery methods and that's working for them. I'm not saying you should go drink. Please do not confuse yourself on that at all. What I'm saying is you get to decide what that relationship looks like and have it be a relationship that feels amazing for you. So if you want to be somebody that doesn't drink, we can think about it in a way that feels really good and like freedom, right? That's how it is for me. I think I don't drink and I love that. I don't feel any pressure. I don't feel like I can't drink. I'm not using language like I can't drink alcohol. I don't have control over alcohol. One is never enough. I never use that language. 
And that is what I'm talking about here. Don't put blocks in your brain that sort of pigeonhole you having this negative energy around what this um, relationship with alcohol looks like. Okay. So my advice was that just like there's not there's more than one idea about what kind of relationship that you have with alcohol, like what that actually looks like. Are you somebody that just drinks occasionally? You know, maybe at weddings or birthdays. Are you somebody that likes to have a drink or two every Friday night? Are you somebody that just wants to drink during social situations? Are you somebody that just wants to have one glass of wine a night? Right? There's so many different variations of what, or not drink, or there's so many different variations of what that relationship can look like for you. And it doesn't have to be this prescribed thing that our society has influenced our thinking about. Are you following me here? So I want you to think about and visualize opening up those boxes in your brain where you have compartmentalized what you think you need to be doing with your relationship with alcohol and just be open to thinking about it differently. Okay? So... My suggestion for you, just like there's, it's not all black and white, it's not all or nothing with your relationship with alcohol, it's not all or nothing with how you are thinking about your relationship with alcohol, okay? Your thoughts about your relationship with alcohol are also, there's a rainbow, there's a spectrum there, just like your actual relationship with alcohol is. Are you following me? So it's not all or nothing. So I believe, and this is what I wrote to her in the Facebook group, in the Facebook group, you don't need to declare you will never drink again if you don't want to. You can always just decide that no matter what you do, you won't make in the moment decisions with alcohol, that you're going to plan 24 hours in advance at least, and then live happily ever after. <laughs> you really can. That's what I do, and it feels like the ultimate freedom, and it's led me to not drink in almost three years, three years like I told you earlier, Okay. So my suggestion was to come up with some new thoughts that explore the freedom you have in deciding to take it week by week. You get to practice not drinking. You get to practice drinking, you know, how you want to drink, you know, with having a couple drinks on the weekend or, you know, having a drink on a weeknight and not drinking on the weekend, right? Each week you get to make decisions and that's it. Every week you have an opportunity to make new decisions. Right now, we're making this all or nothing, and there's so much more in between you get to explore, not in only how much you are drinking or not drinking, but in how you are thinking, all right? So the, the moral of the story here is, my friends, is that it's not all or nothing. This is where having a coach can really help you weed through some of this and help you identify some of those cardboard boxes that you have in your brain that you're holding on to a lot of beliefs that our society and our upbringing and our influences in our life, our people in our life have given us thoughts that we've taken on as our own to start believing. And we want to challenge all of that. Okay. We want to challenge all of those little thoughts that are held up in these cardboard boxes, break them down and explore how we could think about this differently so that we can have any relationship with alcohol that we want. And it's all possible. 
All right, my friends, that's what I have for you. If you want my help to explore breaking down those boxes and exploring the kind of relationship you want to have with alcohol, first of all, I'm having another masterclass on Friday, uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link to sign up for that is in the show notes of the podcast. It's called Beyond Dry January, which takes this all or nothing thinking to the next level. A lot of times with dry January, which is a month where a lot of our society takes a break from drinking for the month of January to reset themselves, to really look at their relationship with alcohol. But it doesn't teach you the tools that I teach my clients into make permanent lasting changes with their relationship with alcohol. So we get past like, I'm just not going to drink and I help you come up with ways to think about you're not drinking or if you want to drink in the future that feels so good and it fe- it'll help you just feel more natural in your pursuit to stop over drinking. So click the link through the show notes, sign up. There will be a replay, but I highly suggest that you come live so you can ask me questions and get free advice on this on this masterclass and then I'm going to be talking about my group coaching program called Stop Over Drinking and Start Living. If you want to skip the masterclass and go right to the details of the program, there's also a link in the podcast show notes for you to go to a website. There's three videos there that you watch about the problem with overdrinking, the solution with, that I teach for overdrinking, and all the details to joining me in my six-month Stop Overdrinking and Start Living program where we unravel this shit, <laughs> you get some confidence, you feel good about the journey to stop overdrinking, and you start doing more of the things in your life that you actually want to do. So... That's what I have for you today, my friends. I love you all, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.